0: This reading is from Acts, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of the Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a noise like strong blowing wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something like flames of fire that were separated and stood over each person there. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak different languages by the power the Holy Spirit was giving them. this reading is from chapter 2 verses 32 and 33 so jesus is the one whom god raised from the dead and we are all witnesses to this jesus was lifted up to heaven and is now at god's right side the father has given the holy spirit to jesus as he promised so jesus has poured out that spirit and this is what you now see and hear This reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 36 to 39, said Peter, So all the people of Israel should know this truly. God has made Jesus
1: the man who nailed to the cross, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they felt guilty and asked Peter and the other apostles, What shall we do? Peter said to them, Change our hearts and lives and
0: be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of
1: sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away.
0: It is is for everyone the Lord our God calls to himself. This reading is from Acts chapter 2, verses 43 to 47. The apostles were doing many miracles and signs, and everyone felt great respect for God. All the believers were together and shared everything. They would sell their land and the things they owned, and then divide the money and give it to anyone who needed it. The, people, the believers met together in the temple every day. They ate together in their homes, happy to share the food with joyful hearts. They, they praised God, and they were liked by all the people. Every day the Lord added those who were being saved to the group of believers.
1: there about, um, the, the, about Pentecost, and, and they were just excerpts from Acts chapter 2, after the coming of the Holy Spirit uh, to the, the apostles. Uh, there was another little reading that I was, uh, was sort of thinking about, and this is something that Erin probably read in her, her Bible, and um, it's about somebody called Moses. Now, have you heard of Moses? You heard of Moses? Yeah? Have you heard of Moses? No, you've not heard of Moses. I'm sure most of us have heard of Moses. You heard of Moses, Nathan? Yeah? Yeah? You heard? Right. Well, the job that God gave Moses was to get his people out of slavery in Egypt and to the, the land that he had promised them, to their own land. And the way God went about it... Um, Well, God sent lots of really horrible things on the people of Egypt in the hope that this would turn Pharaoh, that he would think about his people, the Egyptians, and that he'd just let God's people go because he'd recognize God's power and say, look, you're sending all this stuff on my people. They don't deserve it. You're greater than any power I know. Your people can go. And plague after plague after plague went. I don't know if some of you know some of the plagues. You know some of the plagues any of you that God sent? Shout them out. Pardon? Flies. Yeah. Flies. Can you imagine the, the place just thick with flies? It's like walking through a fog of flies. Oh, it's just horrible. Um, locusts that came and sort of swept across and ate everything within their path. The river turned to blood. There was just all sorts of horrible things going on. And God said he was going to send a storm, a tremendous storm like Egypt had just never seen before, and anyone and anything that wasn't inside was just going to be swept away by this storm and be killed. And at this point, Pharaoh actually said to Moses, look, I recognize this God, I'm sorry, I've done lots of horrible things. I recognize that your people need somewhere, so yes, I'm prepared to let you go. And... and at this point, Moses thought, oh, yes, we've done it. And he went off to pray, and God stopped the storm. As soon as it all went quiet in Egypt, Pharaoh looked around and thought, oh, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't changed my mind at all, but i got the storm stopped. They're not going anywhere. I was just pretending. And he didn't let the Egyptians go. And that's why the plague continued and got worse and worse until, in the end, the firstborn children of every Egyptian in Egypt was killed by God. So, Moses, so Pharaoh pretended that he turned to God in order to get his own way and get the storm stopped and also stop the Israelites from leaving. So Pharaoh just pretended to get his own way. He pretended he'd changed and he hadn't. We're going to carry on on that theme just a little bit later. But now we're going to have another song. Ethan's just gone flying on the carpet, so we'll just... uh, Father, we thank you for everyone that has put an offering into this bag. We're so pleased that we're able to give these small gifts to you. It's nothing compared to the gifts that you've given to us, but we want to give them willingly so that your work can be done here in this church. It costs a lot of money to run a church, Lord, so that everybody can join in with all the activities and do everything that they want to do in your name. And we just thank you again that willing hearts have done this for you. Amen. Do you notice anything different about me? No? don't notice anything different about me. Oh, has my hair gone pink? Do I look okay with pink hair? No, it's not really my colour, is it? No. (laughs) I did buy this for a school assembly. I don't normally go around everywhere with uh, pink hair, so it's getting another outing to get my money's worth. But um, I look quite different when I've got pink hair, don't I? But... Do you think cuz I've got pink hair and I've changed my hair and I look different do you think it's going to, it's made any difference to me no. <laughs> no it's not You're quite right Ben it's not made any difference to me I think I've got a partner with this sermon here God's been working in Ben as well Now some other people we've made some other people look very different Are we ready are we ready for the moment of truth? Right, Dads, let's have you standing up and facing us. Right, would you like to describe um, how your dad looks? Because not everybody here is, is able to see close up how, how wonderful your dad looks. So what have you done to your dad? We've drawn some
0: glasses on him and we've given him a moustache.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, What colour is his skin now? Yellow, with blue, green and pink
1: spots. (laughs) And his lips are purple. (laughs) And over here, girls, would you like to describe what you've done? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, you're quite capable of speaking, Uh, you two.
0: we put a R and an M and an E on top of his head, and then on one side we put um, pink, and in the middle we put yellow, and on the other side we put blue, and on his nose we put green, and we put and his lips purple as well. And is there a reason for the R M and E? Um, because that's our starts of our names oh. that we did it.
1: Very clever. That's very clever. They look wonderful, don't they? Absolutely wonderful. I'm really sorry, Daz, but I've got no hand mirrors, so you just, uh, <laughs> you're just going to have to sit like that for till the end of the service, if that's okay. It is all washable. It's, it's uh, proper face paint and stuff, so that you'll be able to have a good go. <laughs> now, if there are any people in the congregation that are quite good at. Pu- I mean, these are definitely good at putting face paint on, but if there are any children that would like just a, a little something, a little flower or a little something on, and there's somebody that can do face paints, uh, I'm quite happy for the, the rest of the face paints to be used at the front here for the children. So, yeah, that's fine. Um, children, it, I think most of you have got parents here, so if there are any parents that know they've got allergies, please make sure that you stop them going forward but as far as I know, everybody's got a parent or I've got somebody here that can make sure they're okay. So if you'd like to have just something little and then the, everybody can have a go with it, everybody that wants, okay. Excuse me, I do get very dry when I'm doing the, the talking. All right, I think this is... Uh, oh, coming off for a minute, that feels a bit better now. <sighs> All right. We've seen that we've made changes to people this morning. I changed my hair, they changed their faces. But we've not changed the people that we are. And there's only one person that can change the person that you are. And that's God. Nobody else can change you on the inside. Nobody only God. And no matter how different you, you act or how different you try and look and try and pretend, if God hasn't changed you on the inside, then you have not accepted Jesus. You have not become a Christian. You have not got the Holy Spirit inside you. And God knows that. And God can see That you're pretending and that you haven't really, truly accepted him. Would you say that I'm a Christian? Would you say that I'm a Christian? It's not that bad a question. I'm hoping it's a yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. Is that because I say I'm a Christian? Is it because I say I'm a Christian? No. Why would you say that I'm a Christian? People that, people that know me, any of you here that know me, is there any reason why you would say that I'm a Christian? Yes, Ellie? You learn in church. I learn in church and I teach people in church, that's a good thing to say. Is that what? Because you believe in God. I believe in God, I certainly do, Erin, I believe in God. Anything else, anybody else wants to, to add as to why people would say I'm a Christian? No? I don't do anything else out of the ordinary that makes you think I'm a Christian, that's... Right, that's maybe something I have to work on as well. No. <laughs> I'd like to think it's because I believe in God and that you can tell that I believe in God by the things that I do and I say. Because I have got the Holy Spirit inside me. Oops, sorry, am I messing this up here, Tim? He's still here, fine. I have got the Holy Spirit inside me. I have had that close experience with God It happened a long, long time ago, but it made me change completely how I acted and how I wanted to live my life. And that is the change that God can do in everybody here. He can make you change into a totally new person when he comes inside into your life. And you feel like doing all the things that we've been singing about this morning. You feel like singing to God. And you feel like praising God. And you feel like doing lots and lots of things in God's name. Sometimes you come to church for, or you you join with Christian groups for quite a while. And you sort of think it's accepted that you have become a Christian. And it's easy to drift into a pattern of of pretending that you're a Christian by copying and doing all the things that everybody else around you is doing. But you have to make that step. God wants you to come to church. He wants you to join in the groups. He wants you to ask questions. He wants you to be around people that know all about him. He wants you to do all those things. They are the right things to be doing But somewhere along the line, you might be this, this young, you might even be into pension age. Somewhere along the line, God wants you to accept Jesus as your saviour. And he wants you to say, come into my life. Come into my life, Holy Spirit. Change me, make me one of yours. Make me new, make me do things in your name because I want to be a follower of Jesus. And that is just such a wonderful moment, as many people in this room know. And there are people in this room who have only just had that experience, only very recently. And it's such a wonderful experience. But God, as I said, is the only person that changes the inside of you. Surgeons might come along and take bits out and this, that and the other and yes, that does physically change you inside but you would still be the same person. Only God is there to make the changes. I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that, that when you grow up and start living your lives, that you need to turn to God. Any age, you need to turn to God. You need to say, Jesus, come into my life. And that is the only way that you will be changed for God to see. You might fool people, but you will never fool God. And it's a very easy step to take. And if you're not sure how to take that step, then talk to somebody, ask somebody. Because there are many, many of us in this room that would love to share that moment when we came to faith with people that ask, because that's what you do when you're a Christian. You just want to share those special moments and that good news of God with everyone that asks you. And even people that don't ask you, you share them the message with them too. And that's what we're going to take with us from today. So if we can carry on very quietly in the corner there with the face paints, because Kay's going to come and... Uh, Do the the prayers of intercession for us, because that's one of the jobs, one of the tasks that we take on as a Christian, and that's praying for other people. Thank you, Kate.